Well, welcome everyone to TMI Advice You Didn't Want. Today we're talking about taking Christ out of Xmas and how so many people have gotten so excited about this taking Christ out of Christmas thing. And we're going to talk a little bit about what it means. And we're going to kind of probably, not, not probably, we're going to talk about our deconstruction along with this as well. I know at least I am. So, but in case we haven't met, my name is Karen Angeli. I'm one of the co-hosts here. And I think that this is just going to be a really cool segue into Christmas. So let's be honest, it's going to be fun. Yes. And also just randomly, I do like Merry Christmas better than Happy Holidays, but yeah, this isn't in my Christmas at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. I definitely like Merry Christmas more. I don't know what that's all about, but that's yeah. just probably a whole programming that I have. So yeah. well, even like the whole happy holidays, they could think of something better. Like, I don't know, even like happy winter solstice or something. I don't know. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> holiday is so generic. <laughs> right. I mean, and like, let's talk about that for a second, because really that's the origin of Christmas. Like it is winter solstice. Okay. Like we're just jumping straight into this because like, why not? But really the origins of Christmas, it was really fun because I've looked this up before. Um, but as we were talking about doing a Christmas episode, I started doing more research on it again today because I was like, I want to get fresh in my memory, all the stuff around what the origins of Christmas actually are. And people are get so upset and so excited about the fact that we're taking Christ out of Christmas. And the thing is, is that Christ was never the center of Christmas in the fucking first place. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And it just makes me laugh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, it's pretty unbelievable. Like when you go through that deconstruction, like how man made it is and like very man driven. Um, yeah, we, I could go on to, to a huge rant about um, the man of our whole system, our religious system, our school system, the whole thing um, forever. But uh, yeah, it's really, really interesting. And it's really interesting when you look at churches and you see kind of the belief systems that are built upon this man written script. And I do believe there is unbelievable amounts of wonderful truth and that it is a holy book in a lot of ways, but how it has been translated it mostly gets lost in that process because yeah. it has been. <laughs> and you mean the Bible, correct? Because I'm not sure yeah. if you said that. Yeah, no, I 100%, 100% agree with you that there is a lot of truth in there. And I can still read it today, even though I'm completely deconstruct deconstructed Christian. And I'm like, yeah, I just don't believe what the um, evangelical Christian church was teaching me was correct, but I can still look at it and still see truth in it mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's just funny because like, as I was saying, I was looking up like, um, stuff to remind myself, what were the origins of Christmas? And it is a Druidic pagan holiday mm -hmm. where they were celebrating 
the winter solstice. I mean, winter sol solstice starts on tomorrow, actually, which mm. today we're recording it on December 20th, and it'll go live on the 22nd. But the 21st is the winter solstice actual day, right? But it would be celebrated for a couple days on December 25th. Mm -hmm. And so like winter solstice is like the shortest day of the year. Like that would be like, that was part of the pagan holiday. Mm -hmm. And what's so funny is when you look at culture today, that's not represented at all because like you look at the Christians, especially in North America, Christians in North America get really excited about this is Jesus's birthday. Yeah. where yeah. you look it up and it's really like that's not even true at all <laughs> it's not even close to what's no. true but that's what's celebrated and it's just really funny to look at it when when you have that viewpoint look at it in that way where it's like yeah that's not even true yeah so. well that's the same with easter easter was a pagan yeah. holiday we made into a christian holiday and it was all um government like, yeah yeah which all... is crazy crazy yeah. and i think if we like tie this into like the whole spiritual awakening stuff because we mm -hmm. love doing that on this mm -hmm. podcast like the whole um the whole government thing and the whole like and i was saying this to my husband so i'm kind of like on tangents right now but the whole like christian thing and the whole Christmas thing was a way for religion to kind of control people. And that's mm -hmm. the same thing with like the government and such too, where the government is trying to control in so, so certain ways. And so this is what they're telling people. And this is what's continuing to go on and on and on because mm -hmm. there's a control that's around it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so like when you go through that whole spiritual awakening and you realize, wait a minute, like I've been controlled through a mm -hmm. lot of the things that I've been told in my, in church history, like in, mm -hmm. like my, in my personal upbringing in the church, it, there is a lot of seeds of control that I can see, um, that really affected how I lived my life. And now that I've like completely shed those layers of control, like there's a lot more freedom than mm -hmm. I had before where I thought I had freedom. Like you're told in the Christian world, you have freedom if you are living without sin or whatever, like that's, that's living in freedom. Whereas really you realize you have freedom when you're actually living in your joy, in your own happiness, in your own truth, that's when you realize, oh, wait a minute, that's where freedom is. <laughs> yeah. And like, they are really one and the same. Cause if you're thinking about living without sin, like really when it comes down to it, that is living in joy. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Just no. A lot of the sin that is talked about in churches is twisted by yes. the men. Yes. So, Fuck yeah. yes. <laughs> Honestly, I was saying this to a friend the other day. I was saying this exact thing. Sin is an attitude. Mm -hmm. It is literally your vibrational frequency. Like mm -hmm. what is your energy when you're putting any kind of energy into anything? So if you have an angry energy, that mm -hmm. is a sin like you could be doing the best thing you could be working at a homeless kitchen like where you're serving yep. food to homeless people but if you're doing it with an angry countenance you're mm -hmm. literally like that's 
in my opinion, it's a sin because mm -hmm. that is your attitude. Whereas yeah. you could have a different attitude doing something mm -hmm. at that same, at that same homeless kitchen, you're serving people, you could do it with so much joy. Mm -hmm. There's a different countenance. There's a different feeling that goes behind that. Like the whole, the whole thought process too, that, um, if you're, I'm just going to, I'm just going to call it like it is. If you're gay, because this is a huge in a lot of Christian churches, if you're gay, you're sinning. Yeah. Fuck. No. Like, I do not agree with that at all no. because it comes from the whole concept of controlling people and controlling mm -hmm. how they live their lives. Whereas yeah. if you're, if you're gay, if you're living your way in that way and you don't feel any shame or guilt or repression or whatever the word is those lower vibrational frequencies you're living it in such a way that you're like i fucking love my life yeah. you're living a great life and i don't believe that you're sinning in that case it's the vibrational frequency of how you do anything yeah whereas you could be gay and you could be living in a in a place of shame and guilt and i shouldn't be doing this that is that's the energy that's the frequency that you're pulling onto your body the emotional frequency that you're pulling onto your body that in my opinion is what sin is like mm -hmm. that's that at the end of the day so yeah yeah, yeah and i'm very curious because i think our world is going a lot more into that like grace giving religion. Um, my friends that haven't deconstructed their faith, they, a lot of them are swaying to the, um, to the like divorce is okay. Gay yeah. is okay. Everything is okay. Like we're here to love and we're here to serve and we're here to worship. And so it's curious, like how that's going to evolve because any really big systems, um, usually there is a hidden agenda to yes. them. Yeah. And for so long, religion's hidden agenda has been to control. And so as it loses that control, what is actually going to happen to it? Is it just going to be a great community or is it going to fall apart? You yeah. know? Um, yeah. It's, it makes it's me curious too, because I do see like, especially in the coming years that yeah. religion, things like even healthcare, our government, it's going to just start falling away. Things are going to change dramatically because of what you just said, yeah. where it's like that control factor is going to start becoming more evident and people are going to mm -hmm. be like, yeah, I don't really want to live it like that anymore. Yeah. I like what this meant and I'm going to live it like this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in, in the coming years. And even like, even when you bring it back to like Christmas and all of that, like, I think that that originally is at the, at the same time, what happened with Christian or with Christmas and Christianity taking it over too, where it was like, okay, like, we see that this is what the real reason for it is like the druidic pagan holiday. And there was a lot of like wild, crazy stuff that they did on that pagan holiday. And then Christianity was like, well, how do we actually make it so that it's more centered around us? You know, like, and mm -hmm. I see that happening, like as time goes on, I feel like this is just a natural evolution of 
humanity mm -hmm. is that we go, wait a minute, like, is this actually serving us anymore? Is this where we want to keep going? Is this what's going on? So, yeah. 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 We still have a long way to go with all the deconstruction of all the systems, but I think it's happening. I think that we're swaying too far one way and we're going to come back this way um, very, very soon. But yeah. yeah. And it's evident everywhere too. Everywhere you look, you see that sway of one way. And now it's like, wait a minute, we don't want to keep doing that anymore. That's not really serving us. Yeah. And I think like, if I can, if I can bring this back to like the whole spiritual awakening thing, I think that this is just part of what happens as we discover our own humanity alongside our own divinity as well. Like as we discover um, all of the different sides of who we are as a human and as a divine being, that that is just the possibility of seeing that sway back and forth. And that's part of being human, being part of this frequency that we've chosen to be a part of. So yeah, I think it, I think it's just going to be interesting to see, um, how we continue to evolve as a human race and how, yeah, how, how things just continue. Um, so, but like kind of going back to like the whole Christian and Christmas thing, like I was actually looking this up, like I said, I was curious, um, and, um, my husband actually was reminded me, he's like, oh yeah, the X in Xmas mm -hmm. is actually that Greek, um, representation of Christ. Like yeah. if you look at the origins, the X does actually mean Christmas. Like it means Christ. Mm -hmm. And it's just funny that Christians of today have taken it as, oh no, somebody is oppressing me. Somebody yeah. is pushing back on Christ mm -hmm. and we're taking Christ out of Christmas. And um, that's not actually the case. Like one thing I, I got to say, I think like taking some time and being present with ourselves and going, is that really what's happening? Or like, is this something that I just don't know? And trying to like discover for ourselves in that human learning mm -hmm. to be that like human in that divine body and the divine being in the human body and what that all means too. So, well, I think, yeah, that's the amusing thing. I, I think it was in high school because I, when I went to high school, I went to a very, very conservative Christian high school and it was where we were only allowed to read and memorize the King James version, mm. which if you know about versions, because I used to be a Bible nerd, the King James version is one of the most, like one of the worst it's the translated worst. version yes. <laughs> that is the furthest away from the original Hebrew or Greek or whatever it is, um, depending on the text. And so it was amusing because I'm like, they have this strict rule, but like, if we really want to know the Holy scripture, we should be the closest to it. But anyways, um, so we were talking about it and talking about Christing and Christmas and someone mentioned the Xmas and like, oh yeah, and this and this and this. And um like Xmas is so bad. Like and I think the teacher had wrote it as Xmas. And I'm like, actually it actually. is Greek. And they're like, oh well <laughs> kind of thing. And it's just it's so 
um, ignorant. It's that like toss toxic masculinity to a T of just like, this has to be the version of the Bible that you're reading. And we can't have it be Xmas when like, really, it doesn't make any logical sense if we were to be like hard and true Christians. And then the whole world is up in a fit about how like other religions are coming in and replacing and taking away from Christmas. And it's like, well, we did the exact same thing. Yeah. So like what comes around goes around. You know? Exactly. <laughs> and it's just, it's funny because that's unfortunately something that's not taught and people mm -hmm. aren't curious enough. Yeah. about how, where did that come from? Is mm -hmm. somebody actually oppressing me mm -hmm. or is it coming from something else? And that's like, whenever I read the Bible too, I am looking at it through the lens of this was written in a totally different language from the language that I'm reading it in currently. Cause I don't speak Hebrew. I don't speak Greek. I don't speak Latin. So yeah. I have to look at those things through my English lens, through my current cultural lens also. And yeah. so as a result, it creates this, uh, this incongruency between mm -hmm. what I understand and what actually was meant. And I think that's another reason that we see a lot of the issues with um, taking the Christ out of Christmas and all of the other things where people finally go, well, I think it's time to deconstruct my faith because this doesn't make sense. I mean, I have a friend who went through theology school um, and completely deconstructed his faith as a result because of all the things that he was learning. And he was a very strong evangelical Christian and was like, yeah, this doesn't fit anymore because of all these things that I've learned. And even when he started in theology school, they were kind of laughing at him and they were like, well, listen, like this is where you are now, but you may change the way you look at your faith. And he was like, oh no, I'm going to be strong. I know what I believe is true and blah, blah, blah. And as he continued to go through theology school, he was like, oh, God damn, like, <laughs> I didn't know what I didn't know at the end yeah. of the day. So I think that's where it comes back to just being okay with not knowing what you don't know yeah. and being curious about what other possibilities are out there. Well, and that's the thing, like not only is it a different language, but it's a different time and each book, essentially not every book, but most of the books are written by different people and they're written to different places. And so one of my biggest things was a lot of churches had issues like where I went to school with females being leaders. I oh, am a yeah. leader. Um, I was a youth pastor and a lot of people I grew up with that was not allowed and they use um I believe it's the um first Corinthians as the example when Paul says like women should not be in the church but Paul is writing that letter to a very specific place a very specific group of people yes. where those women were toxic they were yes. um sluts <laughs> you know they were trying to get ahead by manipulating and sleeping with men and so they were he was saying they should not be leaders and they should not be in the church because they are fucking you over um but the reality is 
Paul's number one protege, his one, number one student that he was um, an apostle to was a female. And he sent her to work with other churches as his primary person, especially when she, he was in jail. And so if you're taking just that little piece, you're going to be messed up. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then there's also like just how people talk like how do you translate that with different people writing from different times in different places like I go to the states and I will have people laugh at me with how I say something that sounds so weird like um the one example I was in Chicago I'm like oh let's go to the till and someone's like what the fuck is a till (laughs) I don't even know what a till is you gotta tell me It's the cashier. Like that's oh, 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 I did know that. Okay. <laughs> and so they're like, I'm like, oh, I'll just go to the till and pay. They're like, what? <laughs> or like, or my family makes fun of me because in Saskatchewan, we call a sweater with a hood a bunny hug. A bunny and- hug. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's like that just in English language, but then there's also like most languages have a feminine and a masculine. And I was watching a um, TikTok about a TED talk <laughs> where this lady was talking about how in Germany, a bridge is masculine. And so they talk about how it's strong and how um, it's like it protects you over the water. And that's how they use that language because it's a masculine word. However, I don't remember what it was that say French. I don't know what what the other language was that she was comparing it to. It is a feminine language. They talk about that bridge is so beautiful and like look at that wonderful construction. Like it's um, so artistic and um, it's so protective and like or not protective. That would be the other one. But anyways, you get the point. So then there's like feminine and um, masculine language as well. There's so many things that make it so hard to like actually translate. And then you have this um, like toxic masculine, I want to control you manipulating the words. And it just has led so many people to this horrible, horrible place. And that's why you have so many people um, coming out about their deconstruction and yeah. yeah. Now more than ever, I feel like too, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's so many people that are hurting inside the church and they finally go, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And they finally go, I think it's time for me to get curious. I mean, that's what happened with me. It yeah. was like, I think it's time for me to get a little bit more curious because mm-hmm. all my life I've been told that this is the way that things are. What if it's not? And so I got curious and the more that I kind of stuck my toe in and was like, oh, it's really doesn't have to be that way. Okay. And it gave me more freedom too. And my husband and I talk about this all the time. We feel like we have more freedom now than we did inside the church when they were telling us, oh, you're free. Your shackles are taken off because you believe in Jesus. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it didn't feel like that at all. Now it's like, oh my God, like my husband yesterday was like, I fucking love my life. And Mm -hmm. I never felt that way when I was in the shirt, in the church, I felt all this shame and this guilt and this oppression that I put on myself because I was told that I needed to fit in a box and I just couldn't fit in that box anymore. And I just, it didn't work. And so it just, 
yeah, it, it creates so much pain for a lot of people at the end of the day. And here's the thing. If you're listening and you're like, I am a Christian and I'm not looking to change. If it serves you, I am so happy for you. If it makes you so happy and it makes you feel that freedom that I'm talking about, please continue to live your life that way. But mm -hmm. if you're like, no, it actually makes me feel guilt and shame and oppression like never before, then maybe look at that. I mean, mm -hmm. that's the sin that we're talking about. Like that yeah. sin, when you're feeling that guilt and shame and oppression, even inside of a church, where they're saying like, if you do this boundary, then you'll feel good. But you're like, I just don't feel good doing that because I feel guilt and shame and oppression because I want to do that thing because I know that my soul wants to do that. Like, mm -hmm. I know that it's good for me to do that. So yeah. I, like an example of this is my husband and I, we didn't have sex before marriage because we thought that we were going to be so sinful if we did. And looking back, I'm like, how much guilt and shame did we feel by going too far mm -hmm. in our dating life by because we never had we didn't have sex, but we, we would feel guilt and shame if we went too far in the sense of making out or whatever. Yeah. Like that. Well, I had so many friends that were all up in the anal department. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, there's actually a really funny song about it on YouTube about how like I don't have sex I have anal because I'm a Christian oh my god <laughs> but yeah that's the thing like that is that's what I'm talking about that's where we're missing the mark that's like yeah. sin means make, missing the mark if you're looking at sin it's an archery term it literally just means missing the mark and when you're missing the mark you're not feeling good like that's yeah. what sin means in your spiritual walk. In my opinion, you're yeah. just missing how mm -hmm. to feel good. Yeah. And like when my husband and I, when we were like, oh God, we just don't feel good. Cause we made out real good last night and it was fun, <laughs> but <laughs> we don't feel good. Cause we feel shame about it. Like yeah. that's where we were missing the mark, but yeah. we were like, yeah, but we love each other. And literally the only reason we didn't get married sooner, we dated for three years. The only reason we didn't get married sooner is because we were in school. So yeah. we were like, oh crap, like we get, we should probably finish school before we get married. And yeah. so we dated for three years and had all of this sexual tension that it was <laughs> like, oh my God, what do we do with this? And we feel this shame and this guilt, like, come on people yeah. that is what causes yeah. sin and that is what causes that buildup of pain or anguish or whatever you want to say that is created in your body mm -hmm. like that's what that's what's created from those feelings yeah so. or even like the one friend i have that i've mentioned before on here um she was in an abusive relationship and she stayed because divorce was wrong mm. and, um she might be a fun person to have on here because she is still christian and um all that kind of stuff and just to have a little bit of a controversy not controversy but a contrast of a conversation yeah. but um she it took her a very long time um to leave and um he abused her and her daughters yeah. 
and um, they were told that a man needs sex in a relationship, and so they had sex no matter what um, because he needed it, and she thought that was her wife duty because there's a lot of really horrible Christian books out there like that, and then um, when she did call the cops on him, um, when things got really, really bad, he said, you shouldn't have done that. You should have just called a friend and guilted her and shamed her into <sighs> being a bad Christian wife for getting the cops involved to because he was a physical and sexual abuser to her and then physical to her daughters and his daughters. Um, and so there's so much around that. Like, um, life is hard enough as it is, let alone having a religious oppressor like that, making you feel guilty. And, um, I think that the, now she's in a great place and she, um, loves God and loves the Bible and all that kind of stuff. But there's still like, when I see her post, there still is the shame around not going to church. There's the shame in not reading your Bible. There's the shame in not connecting with Jesus and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, it still is too much for me. And that's where it was like, that's what it was like for me. Like I look back at my life and every once in a while I debate taking my kids to church and Mm -hmm. I am going to take them to church just to have them understand what church is. Mm -hmm. Um, but not like on a regular basis. I think I just want to take them once, like for one Easter service or one, probably not Easter. They don't need to see Jesus dying on a cross. <laughs> <One> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> um, oh God. <laughs> and that's the funny part. All of these people are getting bent out of fucking shape about Dre Queens reading stories to children when we see a bloody half naked Jesus on the cross being I whipped. Know. Yeah, <laughs> and we like, think that's okay. Much? like really see the difference here like yeah we justify so much within the church and anyways but yeah so growing up in my life there is so many good aspects to being a part of a church and like when I talk to my partner about like oh I did this and this and this and like summer camp and youth group and like there was amazing memories amazing relationships amazing community yeah and there's no place really for my kids to have that like even within like competitive sports Mm -hmm. it's not the same Mm -hmm. and so it's really interesting in that regard because that there is an amazing community when it comes to religion in some places but there is so much like especially in summer camp and youth group there is so much purity culture that it was disgusting Mm -hmm. and it like that like honestly church is the breeding grounds for predators Mm -hmm. and rapists Mm -hmm. and sexual assault like it is unbelievably horrible Mm -hmm. um it literally i believe teaches people that um mentality both females and males um so yeah anyways (laughs) there's my little random i mean if if i i mean i would argue that your friend that stayed in that relationship where she was abused and she was told she had to have sex with her husband i would argue that that is absolutely rape Mm -hmm. 100 percent calls it marital rape now yes. yeah but then she didn't yeah yeah but i would absolutely call that rape because it's like she felt this guilt and shame that the church is telling her she has to stay and she has to do this mm-hmm. for her husband even though she doesn't really want to 
Yeah. Oh, that hurts me that that's the case for so many people, but yeah. that's the kind of thing. Um, so, but going to the whole point of bringing your kids to church and the, and the, um, the community that you receive there. I absolutely agree. There is a community that you can receive at church. Um, that was probably one of the most difficult things that my husband and I still experience every once in a while, because we did leave the church where mm -hmm. we're like, we really did have a great community. There were some really cool people that we connected with. Yeah. Um, and we do a lot of times, miss that community, but we mm -hmm. don't miss a lot of the values that we experienced no. there. And we know that if we were to go back, um, even when I would go in church and sit in church and listen, I would be like, I just don't agree with that anymore. I don't agree with that anymore. I don't agree with that. And so mm -hmm. talking to my friends that are still Christians, heavy Christians, I still know that I would sit there and be like, yeah, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. And there's nothing wrong with that, except for the fact that it feels like a lot of times there is an oppression in you need to believe this or you're sinning and you're going to hell. Yeah. And so there's like somebody's pushing this thought mm -hmm. on you that you're like, wait, I didn't want that. I just wanted the community. Like, yeah. because like you said, the community is fabulous. And yeah. we still miss that community because the people, um, for the most part, um, not all the time, but for the most part, people were like, yeah, let's, um, let's love on each other. Um, it, it's this weird dichotomy between let's mm -hmm. love on each other, but we're also very hypocr hypocritical if you don't fit into our box anymore. Yeah. So and if you miss, then you're judged and exactly. you know, there's a lot there. Yeah. And so it's, um, it's a beautiful community. If you fit into the box, exactly. Unbelievably toxic, which yeah. scenario is toxic, no matter what. But, <laughs> um, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> no, I get it. And I, I learned a lot. Um, it definitely taught me responsibility and leadership, um, yeah, definitely huge, huge building blocks to who I am today because of the church and summer camps and all of that. And um, a lot of my best memories, my most fun were had there. So there is something to be said about it, mm -hmm. just like everything really. Absolutely. Probably. Yeah. Maybe with no offense given <laughs> aside from the healthcare system <laughs> i don't know if there's any good stuff there no i'm joking i don't know either <laughs> i i did need to have surgery when i had my accident so there is some yeah yeah so here's how i look at healthcare this is like a totally different sub subject <laughs> but here's how i look at healthcare healthcare is fabulous if you are in an acute i'm about to die situation it is horrible if you're in a chronic i don't feel good and i can't figure it out situation because they won't be able to figure it out either for you so and that's because from somebody coming from healthcare. <laughs> what what did you say no, when it comes to chronic, here's a Band-Aid or we'll chop yes. you apart, give you mm -hmm. some poison, inject it, take it as a pill. We don't fucking care. Yeah. So, 
yeah, yeah. not a fan not not mm -hmm. a fan at all so yeah it's just i don't know it's so funny how our how our topics segue into so many different things <laughs> pagan holidays winter solstice <laughs> christmas rape <laughs> right wow whoever listens to this one yeah <laughs> You've had a great 40 minutes. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome is right. <laughs> uh, so with that, I guess we can call this one a wrap <laughs> because we have officially taken. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> we've officially taken Christ out of Xmas. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> so if you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and give us a thumbs up and please let us know like what your thoughts were on this one and what you want us to talk about because we'd love to hear your comments and your thoughts. And if you're listening to us on a podcast, go ahead and give us a five star if you loved us. Um, and we are excited to continue to bring you more fun stuff on TMI advice you didn't want. So until next time, we'll see you later.